0: Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle, it's a Saturday, it's October, heck, what day is it? October 9th, Buddy Gavin, Filibuster Freestyle, Hush Tone, Saturday podcast, in the studio, watching some Formula One qualifying from Turkey. We'll get to that in a little bit, but what we got to also talk about, Major League Baseball playoffs, more specifically, the Boston Red Sox. All that on the other side of the theme song. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Filibuster Freestyle wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, and Goodpots. Filibuster, Filibuster Freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster! 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 Freestyle! Filibuster freestyle! It's the filibuster freestyle! Filibuster freestyle! All right. So number one, you may hear a little bit of background noise. Part of it is scheduled, part of it is not. So we're watching the live Formula One qualifying for the Turkish Grand Prix, which is tomorrow. I've teased it now twice. I'll get into it in a bit. You also may hear outside work still going on outside the studio on Saturday mornings. If You listen to our most recent pod, I believe episode 533, same thing. Bunch of jackhammering going on on a Saturday morning. Not quite as oppressive today, but still a constant beeping and beeping and beeping of construction vehicles. I'm not sure if they're on reverse. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's happening. So either way. Keep an eye out for some of the ambient noise, some planned, some unplanned, but that's what makes the filibuster freestyle the filibuster freestyle. It's literally supposed to be like this, but not on purpose, which is on purpose. So listen, Andrew Patterson, myself, Jeremy Johnson, a.k.a. the original sports jerks have been trying to do a podcast on the Red Sox beating the Yankees in the elimination game, in the playing game, the one game playoff, whatever you want to call it, earlier this week. I'm going to save most of that take. I'm going to save all of it, really, other than to say once the Red Sox, who clearly have not had the bullpen, the pitching, et cetera, the defense to win a World Series on paper, since basically after the All Star game it became apparent, and then nothing major happened to the trading deadline to change it. The Red Sox making the playoffs, hosting the Yankees in the playoff atmosphere and beating the Yankees and ruining the Yankees' season by ending the Yankees' season, that is literally enough for any non-delusional, hardcore Boston Red Sox fan here in 2021 for a team that I think won 20 games last year in a 60-game season or 23 games in a 60-game season and was DFL last place last year. But the beauty of it is, is after getting, you know, coming out flat and getting nine hits but zero runs and losing 5 nothing to the Rays in game one, Sox, star, after the first inning last night, in which ace pitcher Chris Sale lasted exactly one inning and gave up five runs, including a grand slam, which was amazing because the Red Sox actually scored two runs in the top of the first, only to have that lead immediately erased. And Tampa was off to the races, right? Wrong. They would score one more run on the night, six total. Red Sox win by a touchdown and a two-point conversion, eight-point, well, now now I'm mixing the metaphors in sports and calling it an eight-point win, an eight-run victory on the road at Tropicana Field. And all of a sudden, do we need to change our expectations as a Red Sox team? That's something I still want to talk about with Jeremy and with Andrew Patterson. But I would say is this. No, absolutely not. We are not going to change our expectations. It is still a successful season already based on the fact, as I said a minute ago, they won 20-something games last year in a 60-game season, finished last place. Essentially came in second place with 92 wins in the ALEs to a 100-win-raised team. And they took one on the road. But regardless of whether they go to Fenway and lose two, Or they split at Fenway and go to a game five and win or lose. Or if the Sox just take care of business and win the series in four. This season is a success just like it was a success after eliminating the Yankees. The rest of this is house money. So the beauty is, yeah, I'm excited and will get more and more nervous every time they have a chance to win a game. And win a game, and have a chance to advance. But I'm still not going to call it disappointment because the Red Sox are now starting to outkick their coverage a little bit in terms of they beat the heck out of the Rays last night on the road with their ace only lasting an inning. So now you're kind of like, mm, does this team have a little bit of moxie, a little bit of spunk, and they do, but that may translate into some postseason performance success. I'll put it this way, though. If the Sox somehow win two more games in this series, I think we'll all feel the exact same way about their chances in the ALCS, especially if it's against a very dangerous Houston Astros team. But, if we start projecting the dreaming of things, yeah, I mean, if you can get out of this series and somehow get to the World Series, depending on who who you run into, we're still playing with house money, we still have a chance. But anyway, two things I want to highlight. Number one, Andrew Patterson went to bed last night, we think, and I don't mean he said, oh guys, the game's over, I'm cashing in my chips. He called his shot and said he was going to fall asleep 90 minutes after about 8.30 at night, his la- or 7.30 at night. His last text to Jeremy and I on our monstrous text thread from last night's game was at 8.30-something, 8.20-something. Sox were down 5-4. to four. The last thing he said was basically that Tanner Hoax in the game called it a Hoke day, and um, Andrew Patterson missed what was an absolute beatdown on the Rays by the Red Sox offense. So I'm hoping that he, when he woke up, He was pretty excited about what happened. All right. The next thing I want to do, and I'm going to pause pause the show for a second to do it, pick up my notes, is talk about the most insufferable fan bases besides the Red Sox remaining in Major League Baseball during these playoffs here in 2021. All right. So I bring up these remaining insufferable fan base ratings or rankings because, number one, I fully admit that if you're not a Red Sox fan, and you're doing your own list in terms of insufferable fans, especially with the Yankees gone, How to get a dig in there too, you're probably putting Boston at the top of your list, and that's totally fair. I'm not even going to rank Boston because I'm a Boston fan. So I, I do agree that we can be insufferable, especially I've dealt with fans who are Red Sox fans just like me, and they are insufferable because some people in life are insufferable and they're a fan of some team, right? I had, and Jeremy Johnson had the Cardinals fans at the top of the list, but the Cardinals are also out of the playoffs. The Dodgers beat them in a one-game playoff. So I would say top insufferable fan base, mainly because everything about their franchise is insufferable, Houston Astros. I think after that, the Dodgers and the Giants are probably equal in that they hate each other, and they're two gigantic remaining fan bases. So because there's more of them, and there's a huge hate factor, dislike factor, if you will, between the two of them, you got to kind of put them at 2A and 2B. I think, you know, though Midwesterners are nice, the White Sox with that kind of chip on their shoulder, second-class team of the, of, of the city in terms of fan base, you know, they're going to be insufferable but for different reasons. Like, hey, how come no one ever gives us any attention type stuff? Then I think you put the Brewers in there, People in Wisconsin are nice. I have no idea if they're insufferable or not. But here are the two real digs. The Braves. The Braves fan base used to be gigantic. Maybe it even still is, but no one says a word about the Braves anymore. I can't even rank the Braves because I think that their fan base quasi-existent in terms of where they were in the 1990s and the early 2000s when they were kind of, quote, America's team playing on TBS. And I know a lot of Braves fans down south, and they have a huge fan base. But honestly, it's a kind of a compliment, guys. But you're not insufferable. So I guess take it. And then there's the Rays. Literally 200 people in Sarasota. They have more fans than that, I know. Listen, if you're an actual Rays fan, good for you for backing the Rays, even though they have been fantastically run for a decade plus. But also, there's not enough for you to be insufferable. So whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, finally, F1. Turkish Grand Prix is tomorrow. If you have Netflix and you are not watching F1 Drive to Survive, the now three-season, recently renewed for a fourth-season docu-series on what it is like to drive, run, engineer, pick crew, whatever your job might be, inside of a Formula One team, an F1 team, and the fact that there's 10 different teams and there's 20 different drivers, two cars each, and all the different things that go into it, then you are missing out. Can't stress this enough. Cindy Harrington into it. I'm into it. We got into it very late. For those of you who listen to a slightly larger fan-based podcast, Ryan Russillo podcast, he and his crew, Kevin Clark, Saruti, Rudy, they've gotten into it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being late to the party of one watching F1 racing, but the only way you're going to like watching cars go around a track if you don't already like watching cars go around a track, in my opinion, is to watch a documentary or a docuseries and get to know excuse me, who the drivers are. Do it, do it, do it. Bacardi and Red Cola, do it. Quote, start skiing hutch. Watch F1, drive to survive. And then you will appreciate watching Formula One, which is a, a beautiful thing. Because for those of you who either live in the East Coast and have to get up early, especially on the weekends, if you have kids, you have to work, whatever, if you're an early riser, Formula One is typically not, happening in our time zones here in the uh, western hemisphere and so it's just another sport like tennis or soccer where you can throw it on on a Saturday or Sunday morning put it on in the background do your thing and then zero in focus in when either something exciting happens in the race or as you get into the final laps so that's just a little PSA for you right there filibusterfreestyle.com Make sure you listen, make sure you review, rate, and subscribe to the pod, and tell a friend or two the old-fashioned way while you're at it. Thanks for listening.